Thank you, Lord. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. God is good. <clears throat> Don't worry about the thing. I'm going to try something new. I'm not going to hide behind it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, you are so good. And so, Father God, we just thank you for this day that you've given us, Lord. Lord, I just thank you, Father God, that each time that we come into your house, Lord, it's an appointment with you. And so, Father God, I just thank you, Father, for how you've met with us already, Lord, how you've already spoken to us. And I just thank you, Father, for all that you've already done in this service today. God, I just give you all the praise and the glory for that. And Lord, as we just come to a time of spending some time in your word, God, I just believe and receive, Lord, that, that even as we have been in this atmosphere of your Holy Spirit just raining down on us, God, I just believe and receive that the, the ground of our heart has been prepared to hear. And God, I just believe and receive that you give us ears to hear and hearts to understand. And Lord, that our hearts would be open to receiving your word this morning. Lord, I just thank you for that and I just praise you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I'm ready if you're wondering. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, pastor asked me about a month ago, <coughs> excuse me, if I would be able to speak this morning. And um, my schedule is a little bit different, so uh, I just started right away to, to, to prepare. And um, I hadn't been in service. I hadn't been in service. I'd been helping with the kids. Uh, uh, the Eilers were were out with family obligations, and so I was working back in there, and then I was helping Miss Lori, and, and so I just hadn't been in sanctuary, and then um, a few weeks after he asked me, you know, I actually made it in here, and in case you're wondering, I do go to church here, <laughs> some people, sometimes they see me, say, where have you been? Because <laughs> I was helping with the kids. Anyway, so, um, and Pastor had gone through the book of Joshua, and I was like, oh my, look at that, because that's what the Lord had also uh, directed me to speak from. Uh, I'm going to just be going into with uh, a more detail. We're going to kind of take a big magnifying glass to a portion of Scripture. And uh, I do not know, and I probably should have now that I'm standing up here thinking about it. I don't know how you pronounce this last word, and it's not Al. It's not Al. It's, it's capital A, capital I, A-I. That's how I'm going to pronounce it today, but I honestly don't know how you're really supposed to say it. And I should have. I apologize for not taking the time to, to, to do some little bit of research. But anyway, so learning from AI. Who knows what AI is? Anybody know? Hmm? Nope, nope, most people. All right, well, we're going to get to learn something today. AI is the name of a place. It's the name of a town. So go ahead, Mike. So um, just kind of as a way of introduction... The best way to learn from experience is to learn from someone else's mistakes. Does anybody agree with that? It is so much easier to watch somebody else walk through something and go, wow, I don't ever want to have to go through what they went through. And I am so thankful that God gives us 66 books of people's going through stuff that we can learn from. And sometimes it is that they've made mistakes. So we're going to be going through just a portion of Joshua this morning, and it's from Joshua chapter 6 and Joshua uh, through, through jo uh, Joshua chapter 8. And, you know, you guys, I'm the one that hasn't been in here, so you guys know what Apostle Eric, Pastor Eric, has been preaching on. We've got our door over here, entering into a new era, entering into a new era. And this is what 
the Israelites were getting ready to do in Joshua chapter 6, they are entering into their new era. They traveled through the wilderness for 40 years being led by Moses. Moses passes away and Joshua steps forward as God's chosen to lead the people into the promised land. And here we'll pick it up in Joshua chapter 6. This is from the NASV version. Anyway, Joshua chapter 6 verse 20. So the people shouted and the priests blew the trumpets. And when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout and the wall fell down flat. Anybody familiar with this story? So that the people went up into the city, every man straight ahead, and they took the city. What city are they talking about? Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Okay, so... This was how the nation of Israel entered into their new era, a supernatural victory. They crossed over the Jordan, which was supernatural in itself. God parted the waters for them. They were now beginning the process of taking the land at the Lord's direction and the Lord's command. For those that are familiar with the story of Jericho, God gave them the instructions. They marched around the city, you know, once a day and then seven times a day and then they blew the trumpets and the wall fell down flat. Go ahead, Mike. So, and they began with supernatural victories, a visible confirmation that the Lord was with them. How many walls or how many buildings have you marched around and had them fall down? So they knew that God was involved in what they were doing. They had no question, no doubt, they saw it with their eyes. However, they didn't remember what had gotten them the victory. Okay? So they started entering into their new era with victory. But let's keep going. This is from Joshua chapter 7. This is verse 2. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to the city of Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. So the men went up, and they spied out Ai. They returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up. Only about two or three thousand men need to go up to Ai. Do not make all the people toil up there, for they are few. Now, if I were to ask you, what kind of attitude do you think these people have right now? What kind of attitude is it it going to be? A little bit of arrogance, maybe some confidence. Just two or three thousand people. That's all we need. That's all we need. We got this. We got this. So verse 3, they returned to Joshua and said this, only about two or 3,000 people. Don't take everybody go up. There's just a few of them. Go ahead. And then we can find out from Scripture later that there were 12,000 people. Now we're going to stop and think about this for a little bit. They asked for how many? Two or 3,000. How big was the city? 12,000. Okay, now... If I asked you again, do you think they're a little arrogant, a little cocky? Would you think that? Overconfident, maybe? Okay, don't bother everybody. Let's sit. So, here's verse 4. So, about 3,000 men went from the people, and they went up there, but they fled from the men of Ai. The men of Ai struck down about 36 of their men. Okay, so we're not talking about just an exercise of running here and running there. 36 people died. 36 people did not come back from battle. 
The men of Ai struck down about 36 of their men and pursued them from the gate, or the gate of the city of Ai, as far as Shebarim, and struck them down on the descent. So the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Okay? Don't, don't trade it yet. So what, what attitude did they have when they started? Confident. We got this. Now what attitude did they have? Oh, their hearts have melted like wax. Okay, go ahead. Verse, go next one. So the Israelites went from great victory, okay? Battle of Jericho, supernatural victory, and they went from that to great defeat. The problem was they didn't know why. As we keep reading, they don't know why. What, why, didn't, why didn't we win? God's with us, right? Go ahead. Hadn't God worked mightily through them in the past? Yes or no? Yes. Hadn't he told them God, that God himself would be with them? Yeah, he had. If you go through and read the book of Joshua, God said, I will be with you. You'll have victory over all your enemies. Okay. Now, hadn't he commanded them to take the land? So what's the problem? Okay, let's keep going. Why weren't they winning? And why weren't they seeing the victory God had promised? Okay. So, it gets worse before it gets better, so brace yourselves. This is verse 6. Okay, we have only, have only three verses. This is all the verses, four verses, five verses. Then Joshua tore his clothes, and he fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, both he and the elders of Israel. Okay, he tore his clothes, fell, fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, both he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. Okay? All right, next slide. Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why did you ever bring this people over the Jordan only to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? That was the people of the Ai city. They're, they're called Amorites. To destroy us. If only we had been willing to dwell beyond the Jordan. Okay, we're going to pause and think about this for a little bit. Who is speaking? Joshua. Who is God said would lead him into the promised land? Joshua. This is just their fearless leader, right? How would you want to be following your fearless leader right now? What is he saying? God supernaturally brought them across the Jordan River, supernaturally gave him victory at Jericho. And what is he saying? We want to go back. If only we had stayed on the other side of the Jordan. Now, we don't go through that here, but you know what happened on the other side of the Jordan? They had victory after victory after victory. Okay? So, how many of you guys like to not walk in victory and have bad things happen in your life? It's not fun, huh? When that happens, how many of you want to go back to it? It's like, Lord, can I just go back over here? It was good over here. They had Starbucks. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, a weak moment, a weak moment. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Okay, so this is Joshua speaking. Defeat is not easy. 
This is God's chosen man. This is the man that was with Moses on the top of the mountain when the Ten Commandments were given. This is the man who stood in the tabernacle that Moses built, uh, the, called it the Ten of the Presence. And so when Moses would meet with God, and then Moses would go in and out, it says, and he'd go talk to the people, Joshua never left that tent. He got to stay there with God's presence. So Joshua's not a slouch, but he's having a really low moment, huh? He's, he's discouraged. This is Joshua speaking, the man God picked and anointed to lead Israel after Moses' death. And he is suggesting they get out of the promised land and go back over the Jordan where they came from. It's discouraging to lose. Let's go ahead and advance, Mike. So let's see what happens next. Okay, so they're there before the Lord repenting. Oh, Lord, what can I say since Israel has turned their back before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it, and they will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. What will you do for your great name? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it. They will surround us. And cut us off from the earth. What will you do for your great name? Go ahead. So let's just take a pause here, kind of review a little bit. Then again, we didn't really cover this, but Pastor Eric covered it when he ministered. Who gave them the strategy that brought them victory at Jericho? God, okay? God said, this is what you're going to do. Where did they get the strategy that they used at AI? You don't see them asking God, what are we supposed to do here? You don't see that. But what are they doing now? They're repenting and coming back and say, okay, we missed it. We missed it. Go ahead. So this really is just the only point of the message. We're just kind of going over and over and over again. But if you aren't winning and haven't got the victory that God has promised to give, stop and ask him why. You hear a lot of things preached from right in this spot right here. Victory over debt. You can read all the different things up there on that sign. But if you aren't experiencing that, just take some time. There's no shame. Joshua goes on to take the promised land. And wherever we are in our lives, God loves us. And he has the exact strategy to bring us from wherever we are into our promised land. Okay? So, but, 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 we have to stop and ask him for his direction, okay? They assumed that God would be with them as they marched on. We're going to take AI. We're going to take AI. And they just assumed God was with them. Now, I am not going to go into what the definition of assume is. Some of you may know it. I'm not going to explain it. We're just going to move on. But it's what happens. So the Lord said to Joshua, rise up. Why? Okay, this is God talking to Joshua. Okay. Rise up. Why is it that you have fallen on your face? Okay. Now, remember, Israel, Joshua, the elders, there is not a single person in that congregation, that body of believers, that has a clue why they aren't experiencing victory. Not one of them knows. Well, there is one, but he doesn't know that it would steal their victory. Not one. 
So who, who has to give them the answer? They don't have it. It's got to come from God has to give it to them. They don't know why they're not winning. So the Lord said to Joshua, rise up. Why is it that you have fallen on your face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. Okay? You can put in that word covenant. It's going to be one simple command that got broken. And they have even, and this is he's explaining, he's going to tell them what they did. They have even taken some of the things under the ban and have both stolen and deceived. Moreover, they have also put among them among their own things. So, I have to explain, because I didn't give you all the scriptures before or after. So, he is not talking about Joshua. You see, though, it says they. But he's not talking about Joshua. He's not talking about the elders of Israel. Okay? All right. So they have taken some of the things under the ban. They had specific instructions that when they were to take Jericho, they were to do something specific with silver and with gold and the things that were there, but specifically with the silver and the gold. So now, so when we'll get to that in a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and let the scripture explain it. They've even taken some of the things under the ban. Okay. They've stolen and deceived, and they've also put them among their own things. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Therefore, okay, this is why you can't have victory. Okay, there's a reason why. The son, this is why the sons of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies, for they have become accursed. And that's exactly what God said would happen. If you just want to throw in that word, you might be concerned about the word cursed. There are curses and there are blessings. Okay. If you want to just boil it down to whether God can be with you and help you or not, it's that simple. If you're in the blessing, God can bless you. But if you're not, God can't help you. That's the blessing and the curse in a super, super simple definition. So when you see that word, you can put in there, that's why I can't help you. That's all it, all it means. So they need to get back over on the other side. I will not be with you anymore unless... So he tells them what to do. This is the problem. This is why you don't have victory. This is what you need to do. So I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy the things under the ban from your midst. Okay? And again, we'll let the scripture kind of explain itself. <clears throat> Go ahead, Mike. All right. I'm going to just say this first. God wants you to win. God wants you to win. You don't sound very convinced. <laughs> this is not a trick sermon. <laughs> God wants you to win. He really does. And if you've never heard that before, it is the truth. He will let you know what the problem is. This is where the rub can get involved. Because when he does tell us what the problem is, we have to sometimes humble ourselves. We'll always have to humble ourselves before him. But sometimes we may have to come up to our brother and say, you know what? I missed it there. Will you forgive me? I've asked God to forgive me, but I need to talk to you and make things right. Whatever God says, we may have to humble ourselves. Repent. Repent. Who knows what repent means? It means turn around. Okay. They were where, where God couldn't help them. What do they need to do? They need to repent, which is to turn around and get back to where God can help them. It's not complicated. 
We just have to listen. Go ahead. It may be humiliating and embarrassing, but if you are really wanting the victory God's way, there really is only one way to get there. His way. But he loves you, and he's going to tell you what that way is. Go ahead. All right, so let's see what they do. Joshua 7, verses 17, 16. So Joshua arose early in the morning and brought Israel nearby tribes, and it, the tribe of Judah was taken. And then it goes on, he brought the family of Judah near, and he took the family of the Zerahites, and he brought the family of the Zerahites near man by man, and Zabdi was taken. Go ahead, Mike. He brought the household near man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah from the tribe of Judah, was taken. All right, so I'm going to stop there. I can't keep you from reading that slide. But just to explain what's going on, um, they were casting lots or using the um, Urim and the Thummim. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. But anyway, God gave the Israelite high priest a way to, to do yes or no. Now, there's a lot of disagreement about what that looked like. Some say that the breastplate of the high priest glowed and, you know, it was yes, no, you know. I don't know how it was, but they knew how to hear from God and to know yes or no. So there was, okay, is the problem here, Lord? Is it this tribe over here? Nope, they're free. Is it this tribe? Oh, so, okay. So it's somebody in this group. So then they took it family by family, family, and down until they got it to one person, okay? So that's what that process was talking about when it says they were taken, okay? Then Joshua said to Achan, who was the person God identified, and said, this is the problem right here. My son, I implore you, give glory to God, to the Lord, the God of Israel, and give praise to him, and tell me now, what have you done? And do not hide it from me. Okay, next slide. So, how'd you like to be that person right now? God has singled you out of millions of people and has come right over and put his finger right on top of your head and said, you are it. Tag. So Achan answered Joshua and said, truly, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. And this is what I did. Now, I want you to remember, Israel didn't know. Israel didn't know. Joshua didn't know. The elders didn't know. No one knew. But who knew? And who else knew? Okay. He did. And who else? The enemy. Who is on the enemy's side? <laughs> There's those that are on the Lord's side, and then there is another side. Okay. And he is aware where we stand. Now, we can fool ourselves and think, oh, I'm standing in the blessing. Ooh, hallelujah. You know. I'm blessed. But the enemy knows, God knows, we can be deceived. Just a little free fact. Anyway, so I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. So he's honest. And this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful mantle from Shinar, Shinar's Babylonia, and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold, 50 shekels in weight, then I coveted them. What's the Tenth Commandment, or one of the Ten Commandments? That is the Tenth Commandment. Thou shalt not covet. Covet, okay? So he's coveting. And behold, they are concealed in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath it. Now, that's not really the, the commandment that he broke. We'll get to that in just a second. 
So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and behold, it was concealed in his tent with the silver underneath it, so silver and gold. They took them from inside the tent and brought them to Joshua and to all the sons of Israel, and they poured it out before the Lord. Okay, next slide. Then Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the mantle, the bar of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that belonged to him, and they brought them up to the valley of Achor. And they said, Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. And all of Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned him with fire after they had stoned him with stones. Now, I know that's pretty harsh and pretty severe. But God told them, get it out of your midst. Okay, go ahead. So they raised over him a great heap of stones that stands to this day. But what is the outcome of it? The Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Acre to this day. Go ahead. Now, remember that's Old Testament. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus? Okay, so we won't be having a stoning service after church today. <laughs> Relax, don't spread that out in the community. Living Word is stoning people now and not any other kind of stoning. Uh, okay, so, but we are thankful for the blood of Jesus, which cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus is so precious, so precious. All right, okay, so let's kind of just kind of catch up here. Go ahead, Mike. So this is verse 8. Now the Lord said to Joshua, okay, now the Lord is going to tell him something. Do not fear or be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you, okay? Now, I know I'm breaking this up, but how many people did they go the first time with? Two to three thousand. How many did God tell them to take? Everybody, okay? Who do you think should we should follow? Even if we don't think we need it, okay, God said do this, we better do this. Take all the people of war with you and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given it into your hand, the king of Ai, Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Do you think they feel more confident now, a little bit better about going back? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Now, this is an important point because it's still hard. If you've just had a great defeat, I'm going to ask you, is it hard to get back up and go going again? Especially if it's the very same thing you just... <laughs> like for me, I just recently had to go to job interviews and I would go, <laughs> like, job after job interview. No one wanted me. I was like, oh, no one wants me. You know, and so I had to keep getting up though and you have to keep going back. You know, you're not going to get a job by sitting at home. I had a job cleaning the house, but that wasn't... I didn't do a good enough job for my life. <laughs> and so... It's like... Go find a job. Anyway, all right. If you've had a great defeat, it's difficult. It can be a fearful thing to get back on the battlefield. Go ahead. And then just as again, the Lord speaking, you shall do to Ai and its king, just as you did to Jericho and its king. Only now listen to this. You shall take only its spoil and its cattle as plunder for yourselves. Set an ambush for the city behind it. There's so much here. I've got to break it down. When they took Jericho, God gave them specific instructions. We're going to get to that slide in just a moment. God gave them specific instructions and said, all the silver and all the gold is mine. 
Whatever you get out of taking this city, you bring it to the treasury of the Lord. Achan didn't want to wait. He saw something and he coveted it. Now, you'll find here in a little bit, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, God said, if you put something in the treasury of the Lord, who does it belong to? It's God's. So God said, if you find any silver and gold, it's mine. Give it to me. So do you think Achan was a little bit bold to maybe just see the silver and gold lying there and say, hmm, I think I want that for myself. Who did he steal from? It was a big deal. Do you think God was a big deal? It was a big deal. It, it not only affected the whole nation, but you saw the judgment that God required for them to be able to move on. Okay, so, but what happens now? They're taking AI, and again, it's a small little city, only 12,000 people. But stop and think, you know, Woodward's not that much bigger than that. You think there's a little bit of spoils in Woodward? Let's take Walmart. Let's just take Walmart. Ooh, the spoils. I get a big new screen, big screen TV. So, I mean, that was the attitude when they would go. I mean, we just don't have that mindset because we just don't do those things these days. But anyway, okay, get everybody back. Okay, come back. Get out of those aisles of Walmart. Stop, stop taking stuff. All right. <clears throat> now, when they take AI, God tells them, you can have the stuff. All Achan had to do was wait. What did it cost? Cost him his life. What else? Hmm? Cost 36 other people their life. What else? Cost time. And they didn't get victory, huh? Now, what would have happened if they didn't take care of Achan? Would they have ever gotten any victory? Would they have ever taken the promised land? And sometimes people make that choice. Ma'am, do you mind if I take your purse for just a second? I promise to give it back. <laughs> I promise. It's just better than my wallet. My wife would laugh if it was just my wallet. Now, there may be some good stuff in here. But if it was my wallet, it's like, it's just small. It's not very big. But sometimes God asks us for something, and we don't want to let it go. The cost seems too great. Now, I'm holding a physical thing, but sometimes that thing that God is asking us for is to forgive somebody. I can't forgive them, Lord. What did they? You know what they did to me. You guys laugh. Some people are laughing. I have seen people that it has cost them their healing because of the bitterness they carry in their heart. They will, as long as they hold on to the unforgiveness and they never give it up, they will never receive or walk in what God has for them. His promise is yes and amen. We know that from the scriptures. But if, if we hold on to bitterness and resentment, anything else that the Lord says, let it go, we're not going to get the victory. All right, so we can see here, uh, God instructs them to set an ambush beside the, the, um, the city. Okay, go ahead. So now God helped them see what the problem was, and God gave them the strategy. Go ahead. So Joshua arose with all the people of war. Okay, so he took everybody. Joshua chose 30,000 men, valiant warriors, and sent them out at night. He commanded them, saying, See, you are going to ambush the city from behind. How big is the city? 12,000 people. 
How many people is just the ambush? 30,000, okay? So he's not messing around, <laughs> okay? He is not messing around. You are going to go to ambush the city from behind it. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Go ahead. Now Joshua rose early in the morning. He mustered the people. He went up with the elders of Israel before the people to Ai. Then all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near and arrived in front of the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between him and Ai. Go ahead. And, and verse 8, or sorry, chapter 8, verse 12. And he took about 5,000 men and he set them in an ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. Joshua doesn't have just one company of 30,000 ready to ambush. Just as extra sure measure, he sets out another 5,000. He is doing all he can above and beyond to be obedient. God says set an ambush. He doesn't really specify how. But Joshua says, okay, we're going to set two. We are going to over. If it's going to be over, I still want that victory. Go ahead. So what got the nation of Israel in trouble? Hmm? They didn't ask for his direction. Do you think that God would have told them before they went out to AI that there was a problem? The first time. But did they even ask? No. And sometimes that's what we do. Ooh, I like this way. Let's go this way. Okay? So what got, what got Achan in trouble? Disobeying. Okay? Taking something that belonged to God, which definitely don't want to do. Not a, not a good... And this is the verse that talks about it. So this, everybody heard. Everybody heard. This is Joshua chapter 6, verse 18. But as for you, only keep for yourselves from the things under the ban, so that you do not covet them. Okay? This is, now I didn't, I didn't give this to you ahead of time, but they had this. Achan had this. He was standing here when God is directing Joshua to, to give these direct, directions and instructions. And he says, okay, these are the things under the ban. Do not covet them. God tried. God tried to give them the instructions they'd need and take some of the things under the ban and make the camp of Israel. What did God say would happen? They're going to become accursed. He told them exactly what would happen. This is before all of what we've talked about today, except for the battle of Jericho. Well, no, I, yeah, this, we, I started even after this scripture. So yes, this is, so this is before even they fought the battle of Jericho. Okay. I just didn't give this to you as part of this message until now, but they all knew it. You didn't, maybe, unless you've read the story, but they knew. They knew, they knew, they knew. Because in what will happen, you'll bring trouble on Israel. Is that what happened? Exactly what God said. Now, look at verse 19. All the silver, all the gold, all the articles of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. And that's the scripture that says that that's where he stole from the Lord. So, um, and again, we already talked about the spoils were different. Go ahead, Mike. Um, go ahead. And again, we already had that one too. All right. So remember the title of this message is learning from AI. And I think it's pretty clear. So, um, the bottom line is, is what should you do if you aren't winning and receiving what God has promised? Stop and ask. Stop and ask the Lord. Stop and ask the Lord. I don't know if there's... 
and then repent when God tells you what to do, even if it's really hard to give up. You know, we talked about that place of holding on to bitterness. Bitterness is tough to let go of. And it can be really hard to let things go that we have held on to for a long time. But repenting, turning around, making a course correction, following whatever strategy and instruction he gives you. And again, I know I've said this before, God is really for you. He is not against you. We just have to be willing to do things his way. That's okay. Yeah, I think it just goes blank. I just like the satisfaction of seeing that blank slide. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you may stand. <clears throat> it's like a racehorse getting to the finish line. If I see that blank slide, it's like, okay, I'm done. So, Father God, today, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn from other people's mistakes. And, Lord, as we have walked through this, the story of Ai and Joshua and the elders of Israel and, and, and the story of Achan, Lord, I thank you, God, that, that you give us your word. Lord, I thank you so much for your word and the wisdom of your word. And, Lord, if, if it weren't enough that you give us your word with all the commandments and, and the lessons that we can learn from it, you also give us Holy Spirit to be our teacher. So, God, we just thank you for that. Lord, that you, by your Holy Spirit, we can ask you to open your word up to us and to begin to teach us so that we can understand what it is that we're reading. God, you are so amazing. You are so amazing. So, Father God, today, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just lift up to you anyone here Father God, that may be experiencing less than the fullness of the victory that you've promised. And Lord, wherever those areas are, God, as they come before you, humble themselves and stop and ask you why. Lord, I believe and receive that you will give them the wisdom and the understanding they need in the way that they can receive it to receive all that you've promised. And Lord, as they begin to step out and walk out, Lord, I didn't really stress this point, but it was a battle. They still had to fight a battle. AI just didn't fall on its own. They had to go out and fight. And Lord, whatever it is, Father, that, that as they repent and as they turn around and as they start going a different direction, Lord, I just believe and receive, God, that you will strengthen them and encourage them, Father, to make the right choices and continue making those right choices, Lord, until they walk into the fullness of what you've promised. And Lord, I just give you all the praise and the glory for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. We've got the um, potato fundraiser, youth fundraiser in the fellowship hall. So if you were going to stay for that, I don't know if they're ready for us, but, but um, you can wander back that way. If anybody needs prayer, go over by the new era door. There will probably be some prayer team workers to, to pray with you. Thank you so much for being here today, and we bless you as you go. In Jesus' name. Amen.